And Dominion Fire 360 is on my churchies. Million here with you. M-I-L-L-I-A-N, your ministry provocateur, iconoclast, firebrand, and resident heretic here at Dominion Fire. And it is a pleasure to welcome you to our show once again. Today is a new friend of our ministry here who has reached out to me and wanted to discuss a little about the topic of dreams and visions. So joining me today from Almont, Ontario, near Ottawa, hopefully I said that right, Darren Canning Ministries. Darren, welcome to Dominion Fire 360. How are you today? I am doing awesome, man. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. So you are new to uh, the Dominion Fire experience. We just did a little live feed and we're hanging out with the audience a little bit. But give us a quick rundown about you and your background and just a little about you before we dive in. Okay, well, you know, I'm a I'm a traveling minister normally, but obviously because of COVID-19. Now I'm an online broadcaster. (laughs) But uh, I'm an artist. I've painted over 2,100 paintings at this point. I'm a writer. I, I write for uh, well, I, I write a weekly blog for my own ministry, but often I'm on the Elijah List and uh, different uh, websites through the internet, Spirit Fuel. Uh, but my platform on social media is, is very, very large. So we're touching most of the nations at this point around the world through online broadcasting. But before I was ever in ministry, which I've been doing pretty much for, for twelve. Uh, the 15 years at this point. I was uh, an atheist growing up when I was young, 20 to 30 years of age, and became an analyst working in national security issues with the government of Canada. So I spent 15 years in government before I retired at the age of 42, which was six years ago. So for a long time, I was doing ministry full-time and working in government full-time, but now I'm just completely in ministry full time. So when I initially reached out and we connected about doing a podcast together, you wanted to get into the topic of dreams and visions. Okay, so let's start at the beginning. Talk to me about the the basics, the fundamentals of dreams and visions and why they're important. Well, I mean, I love the Acts chapter 2, Joel chapter 2. I mean, you've got to start in there. That was the first sermon that was preached after the Holy Spirit was poured out. And what does Peter say? He talks about the Holy Spirit being poured out. What you see is the Spirit of God. And then he begins to take Joel chapter 2, which is all about a seeing church, a prophetic church, a church that has dreams, has visions. And really what, what he was saying is God is about to move in a new way. The Holy Spirit is going to operate in the body of Christ, and you're going to hear him speak. And he meant it to be on an individual, I believe, a relational family level where uh, even families would hear God speak, and that every every family, every church, if you will, or every individual, the body of Christ, would have an intimate relationship with God, which included hearing God through dreams and through visions. Now, my experience of the Holy Spirit since I was a child, is that I've had dreams and visions. And uh, that goes back, I'm now 48. I've been hearing God speak in dreams since I was about five or six years old. I would have angels appear to me in dreams. I, I saw heaven and hell in dreams as a teenager. I was called into ministry through a dream. The My wife, uh, the Lord told me to marry her 
in a dream. I started businesses through dreams, ministries through dreams. I traveled to 38 different nations, most of the nations that I preached in. I heard the name of that country in a dream first. So I'm a strong advocate for seeking God and really using uh, dreams and visions as a avenue for hearing God's voice. I pray and ask God to speak to me, and then he speaks through dreams and visions. So why specifically dreams and visions? And the reason I ask that is because I, I've heard people say that a vision is just some something too akin to a dream while you're in an awakened state. Or if you're going to have a dream, it's something like, yeah, but I have to go to sleep at night before I can interact with God. So in your perspective, why dreams and visions? Why is that so important to you? But to me, the dream, a dream and a vision is probably the strongest way to hear God's voice. So there's many ways you can hear God speak. But from my experience, now there's probably different experiences. I want to encourage the people today who have dreams and visions. Now, there may be other ways to hear God speak. But from my experience, when God speaks to me by a dream and I do what he says, exactly what he says comes to pass. So, for instance, I... Uh, I think I told you this example where God guided me to my current house through a dream. And when he did, the house went up in value by 40 or 50 percent within three years. Stuff like that where where you when you obey, there's so much blessing. I went to Africa recently in February, just before COVID-19. And when I was there, the Lord told me to go there because I was going to be promoted in a dream. When I got there, I had another dream that says, now your promotion has occurred. After that, my social media ministry almost doubled or quadrupled in size within a matter of three or four weeks after that occurred. So hearing by dreams. Now, like I said, for me, I, I'm encouraging people to seek God that way because I believe that there's a real strong uh, anointing that comes uh, in dreams and there's a clearer Sound that comes in, say, getting a prophetic word or uh, hearing in different ways. So when you started with this, I mean, I would imagine that being an artist, you know, you sort of see things in your mind ahead of time when you make them happen on a, a canvas, for instance. Um, from the time that you were even young, did you kind of know what these dreams meant? Or was it, is it like, because you're an artist, do you see things more vividly than someone else does? Do you have like a propensity to it? Like, how did the whole thing really begin to crystallize for you? I mean, it's interesting. The, the fact that I'm an artist comes out of my dreams. Uh, you know, I, I was in an art gallery in heaven at one point and, and asking God how to paint. And he began to show me, I'd have dreams where I would see paintings right in front of me. And then I would try to paint what I saw. But I began to understand those dreams differently through time as activation points where God would begin to activate new things. Like a lot of the art techniques that I learned are actually downloads in the spirit that came to me supernaturally. And then suddenly I would begin to learn to do things differently. I had an angel come to me. I'm actually a really good photographer as well. Pretty much uh, an addicted photographer, let's put it that way. It's probably not a day that goes by that I don't take 10 to 15 or 20 pictures. I just can't stop it. And that happened when an angel came to me in a dream and declared over me that I would be, it's, this is the word, they said, you shall be a professional photographer. Well, after that, I couldn't stop. There was like an activation that occurred in the spirit realm. I've had downloads in dreams where I'm in the library of heaven and I'm reading the book and suddenly uh, I I have 
I've had books. I've written 14 books. And most of those came like really quick after I would have encounters with the, with heaven or with some thoughts that would actually come to me through a dream. So for me, uh, seeing in the spirit, the bizarre things that I see, I can't really say that that's the only source of my artistic anointing because as a creative person, there's like a process that you live when you're creative. Um, you're constantly seeing color. You're constantly uh, looking to see the next thing you want to paint. I'm driven towards certain subjects more than others. And uh, I, I believe that there's some aspect of that is supernatural, but also there's the influence of being Canadian and and being in, in a Canadian world and painting from a Canadian perspective. So it's it's combination of uh, being a, a supernatural person or supernatural being, but being in a particular zone because my art is very Canadiana. You know what I mean? I do. So when people ask about dreams and visions, when we were doing our live feed, people were throwing different things out. And something that came up was, some people get like quick flashes of dreams and remember like maybe still images or other people have more of a long form kind of dream with big played out scenes and stuff. When you dream, how do you, how's it appear for you? Well, you know what, let's talk about a dream for a minute because you can have, I have had like complete stories play out in front of me. You know what I mean? I'm actually a part of the action speaking to the angels and everything in my dreams. It's, uh, and they can last, uh, I mean, I had one dream one time. It probably was like, it felt like five minutes in the natural, but hours went by in that dream. You know what I mean? Like, so I've actually in the, in the action scene, a part of it, those kind of things that, that in, in the dream, I say that, but when you're dealing with a dream, there's, there's some dominant things that you will see. So there's some images that will stand out more than other images. Like last night I had a dream where I saw, I was, I, I think I said this, I was going to a grocery store and then suddenly I saw this man who was a fisherman catch this huge salmon. Now I might, I would have interpreted that dream differently, uh, except in that moment when I saw it, because uh, a lot of times you think a fisher or a man, and this is a big catch. It's an evangelist. It can be an evangelistic expression, but in this particular dream, because of the supermarket being involved and I looked at the fish and it represented great provision. And I knew God was saying there's great provision around the corner. And then suddenly I saw a real estate deal that was going to take place in my life. And I knew that God was saying great provision is coming through a real estate deal. So uh, in the dream, I filled the interpretation. I could sense what God was saying, but I've been practicing dream interpretation for 15 years i mean it was a lot of learning by the learning the hard way if you will because i would get my dreams completely wrong and even now when i have a dream i have people around about me that i would sometimes uh speak to what do you think of this dream what do you think it means so i still have people that actually speak into my dreams uh but i i interpret so that the fish in that dream represented one thing the house represented something else, and, and and there was different aspects. So I take the dream and tear it apart by the images that I see. And now, what are you having for dinner tonight? Salmon. I was okay. because of that dream. Okay, just I checking. Was totally, I, was like, I was at the supermarket. I said, "I'm going to go over and see if there's any." And salmon was on sale tonight, half price. Oh yeah, so right didn't... there. There it is. <laughs> I wasn't that's invited, but that's okay. 
So when it comes to these dreams, um, is there a way clear? I don't know if you can clearly trigger dreams by doing something, but if somebody wants to kind of get started with paying more attention to this, because clearly everyone has dreams and in dream interpretation yeah. is a huge thing in so many different realms. Uh, when I was in university yeah. for psychology, dream interpretation had so many different streams of people you could follow and typologies and iconography and, you know, Freudian yeah. interpreters. So there's so many different things. Prophetic people are the same way. There's many different ways that they handle a dream, you know what I mean? But my way is just, it's worked for me, you know what I mean? All right. How do you get started then? Well, first of all, you have to thank God for the dreams that you do remember. You know, I mean, a lot of people say, I don't remember dreams. I don't remember. I say, well, when they say that, I'll say, well, what is the last dream that you do remember? And then be able, I help them with their dream. Uh, but really, I just expect, you have to have an expectation that you're going to have a dream. I, there's a lot of people that don't expect it, or they call their dreams pizza dreams. Well, I would repent for that, because I would just say, God, forgive me for believing that my dreams are irrelevant. That this is this is key because you really do have to say, you know, God, I believe you can. Maybe you've not had the experience of God speaking to your dreams, but Lord, it's like the guy who came to Jesus and said, Lord, Jesus said that you believe I can set your son free of this demon. He said, Lord, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. Like, help me with my unbelief. You know what I mean? I believe, but I don't believe. So some people out there who are listening right now may believe that God can speak to them in dream, but have never had the experience of that, that doesn't mean he can't. So Lord, forgive me for not believing and help me to believe and then begin to ask him about your day-to-day -day life. So you, what is it you're doing today? God, do you, what would you have me to do in this particular situation? It may seem small, but God can guide you daily through dreams and visions. And God, help me. I have this particular, Lord, I don't know if I should work for this person or not. God, show me. I've had like minister ministries that I, I wasn't sure about. And I would have dreams and God would say, no, don't, in the dream, I could see by the dream. No, don't go there. I just recently was supposed to go to Australia for, for two months. I was going to bring my whole family with me. We were going to be there for two, two months. It was going to cost 10 grand. Uh, this was supposed, we were supposed to leave in May. Now, before COVID-19, we were supposed to buy the ticket like at the beginning of March. When I was in Africa, I had a dream and the Lord said, no, don't go to Australia right now. I thought my friends in Australia are going to kill me. I had 10 churches set up. I was going to preach there. Uh, I, I said, guys, I have to cancel. And they were upset with me until COVID-19 happens. And then they were all like, oh, that's why. Now, if I had booked the tickets, I would have lost most of the money on, on those tickets. You know what I mean? So God protected me through the dream. So I, I really I listened to my dreams. God, what are you saying? And actually, before that, I, was, I had like this discernment. Maybe this wasn't the right time for going to Australia. I said, God, show me in a dream. So I will ask God questions and expect them to answer me in dreams. So there's an expectation that he will speak. So you have to, if you don't have that expectation, say, God, give me the expectation that you will speak to me in a dream or a vision. We were seeing a lot on the live stream of uh, when people w would talk about their dreams and they would say, well, I had a dream about water. What does that mean? But the thing is, and I, I gleaned this from what you were saying, that when you're trying to interpret dreams, it's not a one size fits all. Like it means different things in different situations. So could you expound on that a little? 
Well, let's just talk. First thing that came to my mind right there is like uh, a snake. <laughs> you know, the image of a snake. Everybody's like, oh my God, a snake. You know what I mean? It's a devil. You know what I mean? Uh, but really, the snake on the pole to the Israelites in the desert was a sign of healing, something that you looked at and you were healed at. So while the, the popular uh, definition of a snake is a demonic thing, it can actually represent healing in the in a certain context. So what is the context that you're seeing that image within? A lot of people hate owls. They think they're demons. I, don't, I always thought that was funny, but I mean, you see... Halloween movies and stuff. There's always an owl, a creepy owl at night doing stuff. Like that. So because of that, uh, in our culture, the owl gets a bad rap. You know what I mean? But in the right context, an owl can represent a seer anointing where people see in the night hours. It's like a, it, it can have two sides. So what side is playing out in this moment? Uh, and and really to be aware of both. Like God can redeem every image. So Father, is there something you're trying to say that's positive to this? A way to interpret your dreams is the emotion that you feel when you see the image that you're seeing. Like I said last night when I saw that salmon, there was a prosperity that I could feel attached to that image. And so I knew from the feeling and the emotion that there was a positive interpretation that was going to be given to this image. So uh, I actually, actually, with that, uh, I, I actually contacted one of my dream interpreters and they gave me the same uh, interpretation that I was feeling because it had been, it was a new image for me. You know what I mean? So when I see a new image, then I will often contact somebody to help me with it. So what is it I'm feeling? Another way to interpret your dreams, just say your reoccurring nightmares that people have. Often these can be traumatic things in their life. Uh, uh, I was talking on the broadcast about a reoccurring dream that I used to have of a creepy looking dude with a mask that would always appear in my mansion. It was like a creepy mansion too, but the mansion represents me. If it's a creepy mansion, it represents the old man. And if you see parts of it that are beautiful, it represents the renewal, the renewed man. So what is it you're seeing in your dreams? And, And then asking God how to deal with it. Uh, so just because you have a creepy dream doesn't mean you should ignore it or tell it to go away. God, show me how to deal with these things that I'm going through. So when I was seeing this creepy dude, the Lord said, next time you see him, pull the mask off his face. And when I did, uh, in the dream, I pulled the mask off and I heard, uh, see, there was no substance to your fear because there was no face behind the mask, but my fear had no face. So when I began to learn that, I began to help other people, especially in my family, to deal with their dreams as well. My son used to have night terrors where he told me he kept seeing Goliath show up, looking in his window and stuff like that. I said, well, next time that guy shows up, kill him. As simple as that. You can take him out because your dreams, you you have authority. You know, I said, this in the name of Jesus, take that thing out. So he showed up, he said, uh, when he, he saw him again, David appeared beside him, took him out, killed him, and he never showed up again. So you can deal with the things that you see in the dreams. So is every dream, quote unquote, from God, or sometimes is it just like your mind decompressing or clearing out the cash, or how's that all work out? I believe there's three sources to dreams, absolutely. Uh, God dreams, uh, demonic dreams. 
and then there would be the soul decompressing like you said the the mind is like a computer that needs to reboot itself so it's trying to clear things out by trying to deal with issues there's things that you probably repressed that it's trying to bring out you see our psychology can be pretty pretty intense i mean we have a you know if you go through a trauma as a child the mind can because it's as a, it's a young child just say you're four or five years old and some kind of incredible trauma comes upon you you do not even have the language when you're a child sometimes to be able to express what you went through so the mind uh will actually form a, a scab if you will around that to actually protect that mind from actually uh being able to not to deal with it but then when the language and when your mind forms to a certain point it tries to bring that memory back for you to deal with and so that a lot of times is the night period that you face so i actually because of dreams and visions went through an incredible amount of healing of the mind uh i i i was abused when i was a child and i repressed that memory for 25 years i never even remembered it and then suddenly when i got saved and i became a christian god uh, began to to actually show me that there was a part of, of my memory that i was uh repressing but that memory was actually the root to a lot of my negative behavior especially in relationships and what happened was i got healed i re- i actually had an encounter where god brought me back through time and i relived that memory and it was like i the best that i can describe what happened after i saw that again it was like i was overinflated and you know when you put your fingernail on a tire and go and all that excess air came out it was like that happened in a moment and i was there was a peace that came over me uh because that trauma was now healed but the mind will try to heal itself but when you have the when you have jesus it's even more powerful the holy spirit will work with your mind to bring greater healing greater dimensions of healing and then last thing we'll get into is we mentioned dreams and visions, and you mentioned that there's a lot of layers to it. So as best you can, as succinctly as, as you feel possible, what is the difference or compare and contrast between dreams and visions per se? Uh, I mean, obviously dreams are what occurs when you're, you're asleep at night. Um, and and I, I mean, your dreams can be much more vivid uh, because if you remember them uh and and they can be longer and uh i i find personally i mean it may be different for some people who listen here today that when i see it in a dream i absolutely know uh that certain things are going to play out i recently had a dream where uh a certain i i was i needed some debt cancellation uh and i had a dream and i saw the dollar amount come into my ministry that would cancel my debt within three weeks it was all it was over that that debt was gone so i knew that would happen because i saw it when i have a vision uh i don't have visions as much as dreams but i do have visions uh there's a witness that comes in my spirit that i know i may see a vague image i may see a quick thing play out but they're not as uh, panoramic as my dreams. My dreams are actually in color. I see human color in the dreams. So it's just like I'm there, things are happening. But a vision, there's many layers of visions. There's, there's not just one kind of vision. Uh, I would call open visions where your eyes are open and something plays out in front of you. 
Uh, there's closed visions where your eyes are closed and you're seeing it, seeing something play out in front of you. Some people operate in that more than even in dreams and visions. And when they speak, they they actually everything they say comes to pass. There's there's what I would call waking visions as you're waking up in the morning and suddenly you're caught in that place between sleep and awake where you're awake but you're not quite awake and you'll hear things. Recently, I was waking up. I was going to the restroom, you know, um, the 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 morning call, and as I was going there, I noticed in my head I was going Psalm 106 verse four, Psalm 106 verse four, Psalm 106 verse four. Well, this was a vision that I was having when I read, and it actually was the continuation of a dream that I had come out of. Because in the dream, the Lord said to me, "Go, carry Job wrote a song called the blessing. Read it." Or go re- read the lyrics. And then as I woke up, I was in Psalm 106, 106, verse 4. Psalm 106, verse 4. Well, all of that was like uh, God saying that there was these blessings that were coming upon us. He was making his face shine upon us. That every blessing that was in Christ was coming upon us. In this hour of COVID-19, we should expect great blessing in the body of Christ. Because he is the God above the crisis. That we are not under the crisis we are under god and the crisis is under us therefore we shall still be blessed well after that blessings began to come like you wouldn't believe man it was crazy i began to see it i began to see god move in powerful ways so there's different types of visions but uh for me dreams are the most powerful yeah i have this weird thing i guess is like sometimes i'll fall asleep on my couch or after i fall asleep i'll pop awake in the middle of the night and i'll be like i love you god and i'm like Oh, okay. That was weird. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why yeah, that happens. I just kind of do that. And I'm like, okay. More, your spirit is more in tune. I believe when you're asleep, your mind, the activity of the mind slows down and your spirit is more, more alive, you know, and not, not more alive, but you're more aware of your spirit than your mind during the night hours. The, the whole dream thing, you see it all throughout the Bible. You see visions all throughout the Bible. And like you said, there's so many layers to it and just so much to unpack. I could go all day. I mean, you could talk about how Joseph was told to marry uh, Mary through a dream. Gabriel appeared to him in a dream. Uh, the wise men were told not to go back to Herod, but to go by a different by a dream. You can talk about Jacob wrestling with God in dreams. You can talk about Abraham, who was given a dream and the covenant was released to him in the dream. Saw God walking through the parts of the animal all in a dream. You know, uh, Solomon meets God in a dream and God says, what can I give to you? He said, I, I, need, uh, I need wisdom to administrate the kingdom that my father left to me. I'm just a boy. I don't have that. And God gave him wisdom and then told him because he asked for wisdom, he would have everything that he wanted. It was in a dream. So dreams are a fundamental part of the lives of the people in the Bible. So if people want to get a hold of you, track you down, see what you're up to, maybe follow you when things normalize, how can someone contact you, reach out to you? Where are you to be found? Uh, my website, darrencannon.tv. They can connect with me there. You can write me an email in there. Actually, if you go there, you get one of my books called The Science of Prophetic Ministry for free for subscribing to our uh, weekly updates. Uh, darrencanning.tv or you can follow me on Facebook or even on Instagram. You can you can get me on all those things. And listeners, anytime, if you're not sure, go to dominionfire.com. There's a contact form. You can message us as well and we can put you in contact or get you what you need to get. 
Darren, it has been an amazing couple hours with you here hanging out, broadcasting, podcasting, all the casting that we're doing. I appreciate your time and everything today. So thank you, number one. And then number two, uh, final thoughts for the listeners on dreams, visions, and everything that it means to their lives. Take us to the end. Well, I'm going to just pray and ask God to just to bless them with new dreams and new visions and new excitement for the season ahead. So, Father, I just ask you right now to release your voice over the people and let them hear you, let them see you, let them know you. God, give them divine inspiration for business, for creativity, for ministry, for even the love, uh, loving the people around them. Show them how much you can speak through dreams and visions in Jesus' name. All right. Amen, listeners. And again, Darren Canning, darrencanning.tv. This is the Dominion Fire 360 podcast, which you will find at www.dominionfire.com. My name is Million. I'll see you guys on the next one. And as we always say, boom goes Yeshua. See you guys soon.